0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? What up, bitches? Welcome to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. You might be thinking, what the fuck is up? Am I on crack? This is a Sunday. This ain't podcast day. Well, you would be right and you would also be wrong. So I've decided to try something a little bit new. I don't know if I'll do this every month, but who knows? I was literally just watering my plants in my front garden, which is my most relaxing, meditative thing to do. And I suddenly thought, I always tell people about how many changes that I've seen at the end of each month from whatever book we've just done in the book club and what's coming up next on my Instagram stories. And about 1% or 2% of people see that. So it's usually about 2000 people see my Instagram stories. And I just thought, why would I not share this information where the most people have access to it, which is here, my podcast. So I don't know. Let me know how you feel about this. But I feel like at the end of each month, rather than putting this in the main pods, I'm just going to give you a little roundup of how my life has changed over the last month from whatever self-development practices and whichever book that we've just done and what's coming up the next month. So you might be like, nah, this ain't for me. I ain't interested, Fran. I'm just here for the normal Friday, in which case that's absolutely fine. But we shall see. I'm going to give it a go today because I've had some pretty crazy... um life changes. And I've realised it's a little bit of a, not an echo chamber, but really the only people that really hear these updates are the people already in the book club. And if you're kind of on the fence or thinking, oh, is it for me? I don't really know. What changes am I going to see in my life? I thought I might as well share it with you all. So you probably know we did the book Positively Wealthy in the month of June, which is by Emma Mumford. She was a guest on the pod last week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Honestly, guys, I really struggle with doing guests. Not speaking to guests, but just the technical side of it. I am not a technical person and I honestly find it so bloody hard. So apologies if there was a slight echo. Apologies if there was slight audio like differences in the levels. I-, I can't fucking do it. Okay. I'm trying my best out here. But anyway, she came on the pod and I absolutely love this book. So Positively Wealthy is a 33-day challenge to manifest wealth and abundance in every area of your life. Now, this is a money book, but it also talks about wealth being a number of different things. You can have wealth that is your health. You can have wealth that is friends and family and happiness and connection. And you can have wealth by having a great job that you get a lot of um, satisfaction from. So it's all about manifesting wealth in every area. Of your life. And what I loved about this was the magic is very focused because that's the only thing I can kind of liken it to because that's a 28 day process. The magic is kind of all about gratitude and it has fucking phenomenal effects, but it's fucking boring to do. It is a slog. Anyone that has done the magic will know it is a slog. And that's why I think if you try and do it on your own, you're going to fucking fail. Like doing it as part of a group is personally the only way I can get through it. This was not like that. This was super, super fun. We did so many fun challenges from things like making a manifestation box to really let go. So you create this box, you write out all of your goals and then you just fucking post them in the box and it goes to the universe and you don't need to fucking worry about it anymore. I love that. We did a whole day about grounding and earthing. I got super obsessed with that. I ended up buying, <laughs> buying three grounding sheets and now I'm like earth for eight hours a day. I'm living my life. We did full moon and new moon seven Ceremonies out in the garden, burning shit. Um, What else did we do? We learned about crystals and how to use crystals to manifest. Honestly, so much fun stuff. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. Has my life changed from doing Positively Wealthy? Honestly, honestly, honestly. Well, number one, at the beginning of the month, we set an intention. Do you know what? My back door's open and my neighbours can probably hear, so I feel like I should shut it oh, fuck it, fuck it. So my manifestation that I wanted, like my intention for the month, and I felt a little bit silly doing it because I feel like if you're doing a really powerful process, you should really manifest something like really important, right? But I quite often look at my wheel of life and my career, I've never been happier. I love podcasting. It's literally my favourite thing to do. Um, Finances, since we've done the wealth books in the book club, I'm fucking flying high, bitches. I'm flying high. Home, I love where I live. My family, I love my family. Got good friends. Everything is great, except the fact that I had a two and a half year dick drought. And I'm not going to lie to you. Anyone that's in my book club will know from my Tinder tales where I live in the countryside is full of white farmers and that ain't what I'm about. That's not what I like. And so it's very, very difficult to find somebody here for me. Now, I'm not actually looking for a relationship. I was just looking for a very casual dick appointment, right? That's what I was looking for. I'm just putting it out there. And I set my intention that I just wanted to manifest a fun, commitment-free, regular dick appointment, okay? On day two of this challenge, after two and a half years of living here with fucking zero, zero, zero action, I manifested it there is this guy that lives 10 minutes from me. We have been talking for two years. He stood me up a year ago. It took a long time for me to forgive that. He's very fucking, he was very flaky. All of a sudden, this bitch came through. This bitch came through and has been coming through regularly. So June has been me basically living my best life. And not only that, How many times do you go on a date with someone or you meet up with someone and you're so disappointed and you're like, oh, God, like that was just terrible or it's not my vibe or whatever. Let me tell you, my friends, that was not the case here. When I say I manifested, I fucking super manifested. I'm going to say top three in my life. Top three. Friends having a good time. Okay, I'm having a jolly good time. (laughs) And so that is something that was actually really eluding me in my life. And I know that you might be sitting there thinking, Fran, for fuck's sake, like that's what you're manifesting. But I think balance is really important in life. And like I said, I'm really fortunate. I've worked so much on all the other areas of my life. But now I'm getting a little bit of freedom back. You know, I am child free every other weekend, virtually almost maybe once a month. Like I am having a little bit more free time to myself. And that, little element was really missing in my life. Also, I think that everything's about yin and yang, right? And my whole life is very female orientated. All my friends are female, all my family are female, all my children are female. There's just a lot of feminine energy around. And I just felt like I needed that little bit of masculine. And let me tell you, I fucking got it. So that was that. That was my intention for the month. The fact that that actually fucking manifested was wild. Then I made some work goals, right? So when we did our um, beginning of the year, make 2022 the best year of your life, I realised that I was really imbalanced in my life. Again, I'd really focused on work, really focused on finances. But my social life and my adventure and stuff like that was really lacking because I was just working so hard and had young babies. It's inevitable. It's bound to happen. So I really focused the first six months of the year on traveling, taking my girls on holiday, having girls weekends, like going out, seeing my friends, like just having a jolly good time. Right. And I did that. I totally did it. I redressed the balance. But what was interesting is something kind of has to give. Right. And I just maintained my business. Nothing new happened. I didn't create anything new. All I did was simply maintain the book club and maintain my podcast, which is a fucking struggle. Like I am in a single income household. I support three children by myself. You know, I have to pay for all the bills. I've paid for all the dance classes. I pay for everything. And that is stressful. You know, at the end of the day, I'm still a single mum who is trying to work around three young children. And so I quite often will get into bed at one in the morning, having recorded until like midnight, and I'm just scraping through each day doing the minimum, like not the minimum, but I'm basically getting my book club done and getting my podcast done, And that's it. Like there's kind of no time to build anything new or strive for anything new. And that has been getting to me because I fucking love this job. I love it. And so I really felt uncomfortable that for the last six months, I really haven't made any progress with anything. And I've got this whole list of things I want to do, right? So this month, rather sort of
0: Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes.
1: Not unconsciously, but without really being like, right, I'm going to do this. Right, I'm going to do that. This stuff has just kind of happened, right? So in the first week of June... Buzzsprout, which is my podcast host, randomly announced that they are starting Buzzsprout ads. Now, advertising on my podcast has been a fucking bone of contention. I have 75,000 downloads a week. It's number one in the charts for self-development. I should be earning money from my podcast. But the reality is I don't. I literally don't. I don't make any money from it. At least I didn't. I've had people try and get sponsorship. I've had one-off ads that are a fucking ball ache. You spend hours recording them. It's only for one week. And then it's like, it's just bullshit, right? And it's been something that has bothered me because it is my main thing and I'm not making any money from it. And Buzzsprout literally were like, look, approve these ads and we will insert them in and you don't have to do anything. We are talking 100% passive income. And guess what? In the first month, I made two and a half thousand dollars from Buzzsprout ads. That to me is a fucking wild manifestation. That is something that's been on my list. You know, how you have that to do list that just never gets ticked off. It's always sort out podcast uh, sponsorship, get sponsors, get deals. Now I don't have to fucking worry about that. It's literally been automated for me. And that's the best kind of manifestation when you're not thinking of the how. You're not trying to rack your brains and be like, but how's it going to come? It literally has just manifested in a way that I could never have even like envisaged. Do you know what I mean? So amen to that. The second thing was for several months now, I've been wanting to add some sort of subliminal to my My website. So, I did a podcast episode about subliminals quite a few months ago, and it is one of my most listened to episodes. And I've realized that my kind of USP is that I am a very busy single mother and I try and fit my manifestation. I guess I try and hack manifestations, right? Like, I don't have time to write a gratitude list every morning. I don't have time to do meditation every day. Like, I don't have time to do certain things because I have children. And anyone that has children will understand that. And so, I try to incorporate things into my daily practice that are effortless or take no extra time. And one of the things that I have done consistently is listen to subliminals. Now, the problem with this is that you can't really trust random subliminals on the internet, like that you find on YouTube, because you don't know what they could be saying to you. And there are reports of things where they're trying to get you to subconsciously buy things from a particular brand, or you know, they could be saying vote for Boris Johnson. Like it could be fucking anything. Like, Bomb the Ukraine. Like they could literally be saying anything. And so I personally don't listen to them on YouTube or anything like that because I do not trust them. The only one that I've ever really listened to is Denise Stuffle Thomas had one, but. It was only about one subject. And so there weren't any for like self-love, for health, for healing, for success, for happiness, for attracting a soulmate, all these things, right? And so the only answer was to fucking create that shit myself. So I just, again, this wasn't some massive conscious decision to do it, but I just sat down and I started to record and I, I've released four now. So I've just released wealth, Uh self-love, success and abundance. And I think I sold like 250 of them in the first 24 hours. And so many people were like, oh my God, we've been waiting for you to do these finally subliminals from someone I can trust. Like they're not going to put crazy shit in it. So they're an hour and 11 minutes long, which is lovely because that's the other issue is some of them are like, only 10 minutes long. So you have to keep rewinding it and like looping it. But this is an hour and 11 minutes long. So if you are going to spend some time cleaning the kitchen, or maybe when you're going to sleep at night, if you're having a bath, whatever, you can just let that shit play. But another thing that I did was I included the most powerful affirmation that there is, which if you've ever done emotional freedom technique, tapping, EFT, it's always the opening statement before you start to tap. So it is, I deeply and completely love and accept myself exactly as I am. That is the most powerful affirmation in the world. It's the most powerful affirmation you can say. And so I've incorporated that affirmation into each of the subliminals it's got to be in there at least a hundred times, at least. And so I just feel really good about these. I know that they're going to make a massive difference to people's lives. They've got beachy ocean waves over them. It's really fucking lovely. So I added four of those to my website. I literally mentioned it on my Instagram stories. And that, again, is just a lovely passive income that's just coming. I'm just so happy. And that's the thing as well, is when you create something that is making you money, I mean, they're only £3.33 each, but like, you know as well that it really be helping people. There's nothing that feels better. There's nothing. And I think that's why the book club is so successful as well is because it genuinely is helping people so much. And as time is going on, I've realised that it's genuinely helping the authors as well. The last couple of months, every time we've done a book, it has made that book number one bestseller in its category on Amazon. The authors have been like, fucking hell, my book has had a resurgence. Like, this is incredible. I didn't think that people would still be reading it. Like, it's just amazing. So do work that helps other people and benefits other people because it honestly is the easiest way to success with anything. So that happened. The Subliminals, the Buzzsprout ads... The other thing that happened in work life is something that is constantly in my brain is that I should be writing a book. I wrote a book in 2008, got it published. Not 100% proud of it, but it was all about like wag culture. I desperately want to write a book about the law of attraction. And I have been procrastinating on this for months and months because the ideas were never quite right. I would always kind of be like, oh, I just don't feel like it's exactly right. I was laying in bed. Towards the end of June, and I couldn't sleep, I had insomnia. And I all of a sudden was like, oh my God, this is it. This... This is the fucking this is the idea. This is what I need to specialize in. This is what I need to teach people. This is what I need to share. And it has come like a fucking epiphany. And I'm so excited. I am literally going to write the shit out of this book in the next month or two. And I'm so excited for it. And I'm so excited to share it with you because it honestly is like it's what I know most about. And as always, I think when you have great ideas, it's like what I thought was my biggest hindrance is actually my biggest blessing. And it's a little bit like when I found myself with newborn twins, and I couldn't leave my house, even once lockdown was over, I like found it really difficult to leave my house. Rather than seeing that as a negative, I really turned that into a positive, which was like, okay, well, I guess I'll spend every spare minute I have recording and creating a podcast because, I had to work with my circumstances, not against them. And that's very much what this book is about. And I'm so excited to share it with you once I can, when I can, once I've fucking written it. So that is, again, a really big um manifestation work-wise. I also guested on two podcasts this month and I had two guests on as well, which considering in the past six months, I've done nothing like that. It's well, you know, like I say, I am a single mum of three children. Like i barely scrape through each day, just doing the bare minimum. And this month I've done all of that. You know, I've had four guest spots. I've released my subliminals. I've got Buzzsprout ads and I've got my fucking book idea. It's just incredible. So that's what happened work-wise. Then my final thing that happened is one of the days was about it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your goals. And this was something that I really struggled with. I mean, look, I married the complete wrong person because I literally put them on my vision board. And at any point I could have said that was what I wanted years ago, but shit's changed. But I didn't. Look, we live and learn. We live and fucking learn. And something that I have had a niggling doubt about for a really long time is that my dream house is not my dream house. So I sold my house to the very first person that saw it and i was really under pressure to buy a house and oh sorry my phone is on loud and i keep getting a bloody text message from halifax what a liberty i don't want a text message from halifax on a bloody sunday anyway it's on silent now um i uh was really under pressure to buy a house and my dream was to find An older property in my village in a really prominent position, like a good position, a big plot, something that I could do up and make into my like forever home. Like this next home will be the house I live in until my girls grow up and move out. Do you know what I mean? Like we're talking big time now. And I even resorted to posting (laughs) notes through people's door um, doors of houses that I liked and no one got back to me. And... That's fair enough. I mean, some people do not react well to someone posting a note saying, Hi, would you like to sell your house to me? And in the end, I ended up, keep, I kept going back to this new build site and I eventually found a plot that I was kind of happy with. The house was beautiful, the house was stunning. But the issue I had was that they were so overpriced and the plots were so small. So, so your garden is fucking tiny. And also I find it really weird when you have these big, impressive houses and they're like right next to each other and they've got like a tiny front garden. It just, to me, it looks a bit odd, right? So anyway, I reserved this house and I was like, yes, this is it. We're pushing ahead. Like my house is sold. I'm going with it. Then my buyer like pulled out and I was like, fuck. And the weird thing is like, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I do tend to make houses into the best that they can be, right? And my house is fucking stunning. I'm going to say it. The downstairs of my house is beautiful. And when you compare it to other houses this price in my village, it's a fucking no-brainer. Like, my house is the nicest. But it ain't selling. It is not selling at all. I've had so many people come and look at it. And when this happens, when there's like a a block, when there's a struggle, I have learned over the many years that I have been manifesting and practicing the law of attraction that this is the universe trying to show me something because it should just be flowing. It should just be easy. And I really started to question, is this because this new build house is not for me? And I went round and looked at it the other day (laughs) and I looked at the garden and I was like, this is a joke like this is a joke and there's this older house in the village that's come on the market and it's actually one of the houses that I letterboxed and they never got back to me and it turns out it's because it was tenanted and so the tenants they obviously didn't give a shit they were just like oh whatever like disregard it it came up for sale I'm going to say the garden is probably four or five times bigger. It's in a really prominent location, like a central location in the village, which for some reason for me is really important because I think when my girls are older and they're out on their own, I don't want them to be the one in their friendship group that lives furthest away, like right next to a field or down a dark road. Like this is literally on the main street through the village. So I feel like they will always be dropped off first. They'll always be safe. It's got a big garden. And it's got so much scope for potential. So it is fucking ugly. You know, I love an ugly house. I love an ugly, ugly house that I can transform into something beautiful. And it's just fucking perfect. Not only is it bigger than the house I was looking at, but the garden is like four or five times bigger. And I was saying to my mum, like... I'm only going gonna to become wealthier and wealthier as time goes on because that is the life that I'm manifesting for myself. I am a wealthy woman. My abundance is only going to grow. If I moved into that new build, it's going to look its best on day one. There's no room for expansion. There's no room to make it better. There's no room to extend. There's no room to ever make it any more than it is. And one of my lifelong goals has been to have an outdoor pool. And I could never have it there because it's not big enough. And what I was trying to explain to my mum was like, I buy this old house, right? And I can grow with that. As I make more and more money, I can do an extension. I can completely redo the facade. I can do the inside to a standard that I want. I could build a garden building. I could build a pool. I could have my outdoor pool. And I think because I'm such an expansive person now that I'm doing all of this, um, what do you call it, self-development. I need a house and a lifestyle that can expand with me. And that other house was very, very stationary. So it's really just like the energy of it. That house can 100% expand with me. I can make it so fucking amazing. And I'm going to so enjoy documenting it. Not only that, it's £125,000 cheaper than the other goddamn house. It is wild how much cheaper it is. So yeah, basically, I've pulled out of the other house, lost four and a half thousand pounds, RIP, never see that again. I'm a little bit mad about it, but what can we do? We move. And I've put an offer in on the new one and it's pretty much been accepted. Your bitch is moving. I'm doing it. And this is something that was really hanging over my head. And one of the days that we were doing in Positively Wealthy was all about um, asking for a sign from the universe. If there's anything in your life that you feel really stuck about and unsure about. Ask for a sign, and I said, "If I should buy Mulberry Close, which was the new build, show me a red pig." And guess what? I did not see a fucking red pig. I did not see one, and it just feels like it's all fallen together perfectly. And I truly believe that's why my house wasn't selling was because the universe was waiting for me to get the balls to own up to the fact that it was not in alignment with me, and that. It wasn't right. It didn't feel right. And it doesn't matter if it's a relationship, a job, a house. Sometimes it takes us a minute to admit that it's not right for us. It takes us a minute to admit, even to ourselves, that this is not right for me. Guess what? I changed my mind. And I'm just here to remind you that it's perfectly okay to change your mind. It's perfectly okay. You're allowed to. So, That was exciting for me (laughs) because I feel like that's something that has been really like stagnating for the last few months. And it's literally it's resolved. It's resolved. So dick appointment resolved. Work stuff resolved. House resolved. I'm calling that a fucking winning June and I would not have done it without the book club. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, we move into the future of July Sorry, I really feel like I've got something in my throat. (coughs) But, oh, good Lord, I do not have time to edit this podcast because I've got to go and pick bar from for my dance exam after. So we're going to have to just deal with a slight coughing. I'm sorry. So in July, we move into The Happy Home, which is your guide to creating a happy, healthy and wealthy life by Patricia Lohan. Now, I'm so excited about this, not only because am I trying to get a better relationship with my home as I'm preparing it to be sold and I'm preparing for a big transition of moving because a lot of these practices I'm going to be using as I move into my new home. But truly, your house is the time, that uh, the place that you spend most of your time, especially now so many people are working from home. If you are a mum, you will spend a lot more time at home than you know, most people. And so it really can affect our life and what plays out and manifests in our life. So this also is the most popular book. Like we normally have a book poll where all of the book club bitches vote which book they want to do. And this is the first time that we've actually just been like, no, we're doing Happy Home because so many people wanted to do it. So let me just read you the blurb, right? There's no place like home why not turn yours into the happiest it can be? Inside this eye-opening book, Feng Shui expert Patricia Lohan reveals that a simple but groundbreaking sorry I can't speak groundbreaking truth: a happy life starts with a happy home. The happy home is an introduction into the four thousand year old pe- practice of Feng Shui, the same ancient Chinese art form that celebrities and Fortune five hundred companies use to supercharge their spaces and create balanced, harmonious spaces. This book is an invitation to look at your home in a brand new light, not just as the place you live, but as the foundation for your happiness, health and wealth. By the end of Happy Home, you'll know exactly what steps to take to balance your house's energy, find more flow and design a living space that supports your dreams. So, do you know what? As I was reading that, I was being reminded that I used to work for a super, super, super rich Asian family when I used to work like nine to five. And they were metal traders, right? And they had this house. They had two houses in Regent's Park. We're talking fucking billions? No, millions. We're talking millions, right? They bought this house and they were doing it up. And I remember distinctly the guy that was like project managing it in my office was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Basically, they wanted to add an extension onto the house because the wealth corner was missing in their house. So it was like an L shape or something. And basically there was no wealth corner. He's like, I can't believe they're making us build an entire part of the house because of feng shui. And they had to put like, I remember because the hallway was so expansive, like they had to put a table in the middle of it or they had to build something in the middle because the energy was just rushing from the front door to the back door. And it wasn't slowing down and moving around the house. And I remember that this guy would be like, this is ridiculous. And they would have all these ceremonies and stuff. And he was like, this is so stupid. It's a load of mumbo jumbo. And I remember thinking... It's really funny when a guy in his 50s or 60s who has to wear a suit and tie to work and sit and work nine to five and answer somebody else is questioning and almost mocking the people that are fucking the multimillionaires and have literally were fucking winning a life. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really interesting when people mock things like that and you think, actually, if they're saying that this is really important, why don't you take a second and actually look and be like, wow, if they think it's important to have a wealth corner in their house, like maybe I should really take a look at that and see where I'm going wrong. And so, yeah, I found that really interesting that such a successful um, family would take feng shui so so seriously and build a whole corner of their house. That, to be honest, they didn't need. The house was fucking massive. They didn't need an extra corner, but they really like took this shit seriously. So I am 100% sold on that alone. Um I've done a little bit of feng shui in my house and I truly fucking love it because I do feel like with the law of attraction. If you ever take a physical action, And you do something with an intention behind it. It's so powerful. So I've often talked about how in the past, if I wanted to welcome love into my life, I would go through my house and declutter and make space in my wardrobe and empty a few drawers and, you know, like prepare my house and my life for as if somebody was imminently coming into it. And I truly believe that that is the most powerful actions you can take is when you take a physical action. Like I'm preparing to meet the love of my life. So this is a little bit TMI, but I'm going back and having laser hair removal done again. I'm going to be as smooth as goddamn dolphin because that shit takes like, what, six months to complete. And so I'm starting it now because I'm like, when I meet the love of my life, I want to be in my absolute tip top condition. Do you know what I mean? So. Doing that action and going to those appointments with the intention that's like, oh, it's because I'm meeting the love of my life in about six months or a year, so that's why I'm doing it all now. Do you know what I mean? Like that is really, really powerful. So when we are preparing our front door and getting a new front door mat and making our door as pretty as it can be, or you know, cleaning our windows or you know, moving furniture with intention, and also with the actual science backing of feng shui, making sure you're actually doing it correctly. That is really, really powerful. And I have absolutely no doubt that we are going to see some huge life changes in July because of the work that we're going to do to our homes. There were some really interesting parts just in chapter one that I was reading about how your house holds memories. And I find that so interesting because so many of us would not buy a house that there had been murders committed in. And in fact, even authorities that are supposed to be completely, you know, not emotional at all if a horrible crime has happened in a in a public building or in a private house quite often the authorities will completely destroy that building and it does make you think well ooh. Why would that be? Like, why would that be? It has to be because the building holds memories, right? And it's like sometimes we deem a building to have had something so bad happening. For example, the Dunblane shooting that was destroyed. Um, What was that man's name that killed Holly and Jessica? Um, Ian... whatever his name was, you know, they destroyed his home, Fred and Rose West's house. They destroyed that house and nothing's allowed to be built on that because of the memories that are there. And so many of us believe that about murder, right? But so many of us will happily move into a home or a space and never think, was there a really unhappy marriage here? Were really unhappy, abusive relationships played out in this house? Were there really sad, abusive childhoods played out in this space? Was there animal abuse in this space? Were people just not living in a high vibration? Was there a lot of hate? Were there families that didn't get on? Was there tension? Did someone get really sick in this house and suffer really ill health? All of these things could have happened in our houses. And if we don't consciously take the time, and it might not be from previous tenants, it could be in our own lives. And if we don't take the time to connect with our house, be thankful for our house and also clear these old negative energies, we are letting that energy infiltrate our lives. And so I can't tell you how fucking... How into this I am. I'm so into it because the lady that lived in my house before me, she, from what all my neighbours say, was pretty fucking crazy. Um, She ended up going into a home because she suffered from really ill health. Um, and she was a single woman on her own. And I wonder if that single woman energy is like penetrating around this house. Um, but not only that, I think you'll know from the last two years of me banging on about it. I have also suffered very traumatic times in this house and I went through COVID-19 the fear of losing my home the fear of losing my business the fear of losing everything the fear of losing my children the fear of I have suffered a lot of trauma and sad times in this house and I know that I'm not over it because I still talk about it. I still talk about how, you know, I was sat breastfeeding on this sofa for 14 hours a day with very little human contact apart from my children. And I think it's time to release all of that and let that go in a really conscious way. But also to thank, oh God, I don't want to cry about my house, but to thank this house because my nan, who is let's be honest, she's dying right now. She hasn't drunk any water or really eaten for three days. She's on morphine and she's dying. She gave me £10,000 to help me buy this house. And without this house, I would still be stuck in a one-bedroom flat in London with my daughter, with no family support, with no friends support. And instead, I live in this wonderful village with a great community around me. I'm close to my family. I really have this house to thank for so much and during that COVID-19 pandemic this house as much as I hated it at the time was my absolute saviour it was my shelter from the world and it's done so much good for me and my children and it's time to really thank my house for that and appreciate it and really just I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this book honestly I'll be able to tell you more about all of the practices as we go through it in the month but if you want to come and join us I guess now is the time we start this book tomorrow so if you sign up today you could buy the book on Amazon it could get delivered to you by the next day and to be honest you don't even need the book to actually start on day one if it arrives on day two or three it ain't no drama. I have divided this book up into 12 chapters. Now, there's actually more chapters than that, but I'm combining a couple of them because they're quite short or they work well together. So to give you a little um overview. So on day one, oh, no, that's day five. Where are we? On day one, it's kind of like the introduction to Feng Shui and the anatomy of your home. Then on day two, well, not day two, because I'm doing it, 12 days over 27 days. So it's roughly there will be a new episode out every sort of two to three days. So then we're assessing your relationship with your home, connecting to the heart of your home. Then later on, we're doing your home with different eyes, making space. Fucking hell, I love making space. A physical and emotional clearing. I fucking love that. I I am honestly, genuinely so excited to see what happens this month because I think physical and emotional clearing in your house is fucking insane. Like... Insane things happen. So we're then doing energetic clearing and sacred space clearing. Um, I hope we do some like ceremonial things because I do love doing that. When I move into a new house, I do love to sage it and have a little ceremony. Then we're talking about styles of feng shui, mapping your home, overviewing the nine areas of your home, which is well-being, life, journey, wisdom and knowledge, family and community prosperity and abundance, fame and reputation, love and relationships, new beginnings, creativity and fertility, plus helpful people and travel area. And it's so funny, like the travel and adventure area of my house is like a corner where my Wi-Fi box is and a box of just basically fucking cables and it's a shit show. So it's no wonder that I do struggle in that area. So I'm excited to clear that out. Then as we move through the month, we start to talk about best practices, entrances, and then we do all of the different areas of the home. So bedrooms, children's bedrooms, kitchens, dining rooms, laundries and closets, bathrooms. And I'm really excited to see what Feng Shui has to say about this, because when we were younger, my mum, my mum was very progressive, right? She had this man come round who did, what's the thing where they hold the wires and they move, um, you'll all be shouting at me. Not tracking, wiring, no. You all know what I'm talking about, right? To see where like ley lines are and water routes and stuff. So uh, growing up, my mum and my best friend's dad, who lived next door, both had ME. Are you telling me that's a fucking coincidence? That two people living next door to each other both had ME? I don't think that's a coincidence. And my mum had this person round We buried a pot of crystals in the garden, had a pot of crystals in the house and he went through each room and he basically said to her, oh, my God, your daughter, my sister, she should not be having a bed in this position. It was either under a window or it was the direction or something. He's like, she will get cancer. And my mum was like, oh, my God. So in our house, we had our beds in all these weird positions like my mum had to move her bed and she got better, like her ME massively improved. My sister has had skin cancer and cervical cancer in her life. She's had cancer twice. So I am a fucking believer. And in fact, now I'm saying this, I don't know why I've not just hired an expert to come out and tell me right, where are the water lines? Where are the ley lines? Like, don't put your bed here. But I still, to this day, will never put a bed under a window. I'll never let Bo. Bo really wanted a bed under the window. And I was like, hell no. Anyway, sorry. As we move through the month towards the end, we talk about powerful feng shui for you. So art and feng shui, money and feng shui, personalisation, all that kind of stuff. So I am excited, guys. I'm excited. And I know that this is going to be one of those books where we do these practices together. We, that we really get into like we're all going to be showing our front doors where we've like done a before and after makeover. I mean, my front door has had a fucking glow up because we did this a couple of months ago and I am happy with it. It's a pink front door. It has a pink wreath on it. I love it. So I'm up for this. I hope you're up for it too. If you want to come and join us, join the book club. I'll leave the link down below or it's at francescaamber.com. You can find out more information there. You basically sign up, you download the Patreon app to your phone. And then once you've done that, you can enable RSS feed, which means that all of these podcasts will show up wherever you listen to podcasts. So you don't really ever have to go into that Patreon app again. Um, You just do it through wherever you normally listen. It will just show up as simply another podcast that you're subscribed to, but it's a private one. So the public can't see it. It's just, it's on yours because it's behind a paywall, right? Um, It's £10 a month. Um, and I don't know what else to tell you. It's going to change your goddamn life. Um, also, if you feel like this book potentially isn't for you, you can go back at any time and listen to any of the 24 books that we've done in the past. So you could decide to go back and do Positively Wealthy. You could go back and do maybe one of the money books that we've done. You can go back and do any of the books. So there's really nothing to lose and everything to gain. We have a Facebook group where we all share like our results. There's also WhatsApp groups, but I personally find them a little bit overwhelming because there's a lot of people in them. But yeah, the Facebook group I fucking love. And it honestly is such. A community, one of our book club bitches recently left a toxic relationship during one of the books we were doing because it was all about like stepping into your power and just knowing what isn't for you. And one of the other book club bitches set up a GoFundMe to raise money for her, to help her and her children to sort of like basically start a new life. And so many book club bitches, we all donated to it. And it was incredible. Quite often as well, people offer to buy books for other people that can't afford them. So they'll say, right, here's my book. Does anybody want it? I'll post it to you for free. When I say it is a community... I don't think it's even a community. I'd say it's more like a family. We all cry together. I mean, I cry most fucking episodes. Um, Because it's not a public podcast, I feel like I can be a lot more honest and real there. And let's just say we get pretty deep. Okay, we get pretty deep. But yeah, um, come and make a commitment to yourself, to your self-development journey. And come and join us, basically, because we're having a great time. And I will see you bitches as normal next Friday. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything else I need to tell you. Patreon app. You can buy the book, listen to it every couple of days. There'll be a new episode every two to three days. I release them at 6am. Um, And that's about it. That's about it. Um, Right. I'll see you bitches on Friday. Or if you're in the book club, I'll see you bitches tomorrow to start Happy Home. The Law of Attraction Changed My Life book club has changed my life and it's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. To your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want, and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. $5.